Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 WJMM. We're so grateful that you tune in to this radio station uh, each and every day, 1115. Thanks for listening to my two buddies, Greg Horn and Greg Williams, uh, who you just heard uh, just a couple minutes earlier. They do a wonderful job. Thank you for your support of this radio station and the Encounter Ministry. Without your support, we can't do what we do. I can't get these books distributed around the country. The Bible studies that are going to change every recovery ministry and every church upside down for the good. That's going to help the people in recovery get discipled. That's going to help the people in discipleship, help the broken and hurting people in their churches recover. It's the best of both worlds. It solves the church's biggest problem, what to do with hurting people. I'm so pumped up about the ministry of encounter and i believe that we're just getting started but i can't do it without your support so would you consider praying about supporting the ministry of encounter uh, you can go to our website thehopeencounter.org there's a give button you can give there or you can email me and i can give you more information about uh, what the needs of encounter are at bill at thehopeencounter.org and if you want to do an encounter bible study uh, feel free to get plugged in. There's going to be one on Tuesday nights at 6.30 to 8.30 at 1301 Brandon Road um, for men and for women. Uh, just email me and I can get you plugged into that study. And as we've been working for the past two weeks, uh, I've been reading through and teaching through the, Enca- the Encounter Bible Study, and we've been working through Anchor 5, which is realize who I am in Christ and reject the lie that I am my character defects and sins. And we ended yesterday's show with my identity statement. And when we conclude the lesson, my my favorite identity scripture is found in 1 John 3, 1. And it says this, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is is what we are. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. So the next time you introduce yourself to someone, instead of leading with the sin that so easily entangles you, lead with the truth of who you are by saying, hi, my name is Bill. I'm the one who Jesus loves and I am a child of the King. So here are some questions that you should write down the answers to and ask the Holy Spirit to give you the answers. And these are questions, the answers to these questions you'll share in your group or with a trusted person. What are some of my patterns of thinking and acting as my old self? What are some of my patterns of thinking and acting in my new nature? Two opposite worlds. And how have I looked for acceptance, security, and significance outside of of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And how have events, people, and society shaped and distorted my identity? And share that with your share that with your group or a trusted individual, the identity statement you wrote about yourself based on the scriptures you studied. So if you tune into the previous shows, or if you get the encounter Bible study, and you work through Anchor 5, we want you to write your own identity statement and keep that statement with you. Carry it with you. Remind yourself that is who you are. And that will finish the lesson on Encounter 5 and take you to Encounter 6, which really puts you in a critical crossroads, which is get honest about my past and let the Holy Spirit reveal 
and rip out the root issues of my life. And again, we mentioned this at the start of Anchor 5. At, at the bottom of every anchor that we have, there's this little box called Pray. And what it says is you begin this lesson, pray that you'll have an encounter with God as you earnestly seek Him. Don't rush through the reading. Don't rush through reading everything and don't rush through praying. Take some time to stop and listen so you may hear what God wants to say to you. Be sure to write whatever comes to your mind in your journal and you use the following as a prayer to the Lord. Here's the prayer. Lord, I want to hear your voice and your voice alone through your word and throughout this lesson. And that's the lesson I'm going to share with you on the Encounter Radio Show. But hopefully you can get your own book. Uh, I'll be glad to give you one if you sign up for the Bible study or you go pick one up on Amazon. And with every scripture, a compilation of scriptures, pray these specific prayers. Lord, what are you saying in your word? Lord, what are you saying to me? And Lord, how do you want me to apply this to my life? And when you share it in group, you're only allowed to share what the Holy Spirit revealed to you after those prayers or what you wrote down. Nothing more, nothing less. I love what David says in this lesson from Psalm 32 too. He says, yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. Friends, it's time to get honest. See, once you apply them to your life, the first five anchors of hope will put you in a greater position to heal and grow. And by making the decision to get well and realizing that you do a terrible job at trying to be God, you allow his loving power to restore hope and healing in your life. And by surrendering your life to Jesus Christ, you're no longer the same person. The finished work of Christ on the cross has given you a new identity in Christ, and God has declared you not guilty. You are forgiven once and for all time. You now have an eternal home in heaven. And while you're still living in this world, the Holy Spirit enables you to know and walk in your new identity in Christ. That's the quickest summary I could ever think of of the first five anchors of the Encounter Bible Study. But now, before healing can continue and growth, you have to get honest with God, yourself and others about your past. Getting honest with yourself and others is part of the healing process. It means you understand that he knows everything about you already, yet still loves you. But you're choosing to get brutally honest about anything you have not spoken to him about up to this point. And if you allow him to do so, God can remove the residue from the past that might hinder your freedom in the future. I love that. But it will take an honest evaluation. When you evaluate your past, God can reveal root issues that have influenced your behavior over the years. People, events, coping mechanisms, fears, insecurities, doubt, pain, and habits swirl together in forming the person you are today. And the sixth anchor of hope requires getting gut level honest so you can identify patterns of the past and allow God to reveal and heal the root issues. Anchor six will call you to do four things. One, have the right mindset by agreeing with God on the thoughts he wants you to dwell on and on the truth he wants you to live out. Two, to have the right attitude by humbling, allowing God to evaluate your thoughts and guide your actions through his word. And three, have the right motive by loving God from a place of gratitude. See, in the past, you may have seen God as a convenient bailout whenever life got difficult. Now that you have a real relationship with God, you can be motivated from a place of love. Number four, have the right spirit of complete honesty by allowing the Holy Spirit to search your heart so that you 
Do not get stuck in the events or habits of the past. So let's just stop and, and we pray. So to begin putting these four things into practice by meditating on the following scriptures and asking God to reveal his truth in your life, I want you as Psalm 119, verse 9 through 18, ask God to give you the same heart and passion for his truth. And here's what the psalmist wrote. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I've hidden my word in my your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Be good to your servant where I live, that I may obey your word. Open my eyes, that I might see wonderful things in your law. Verse 67 and 68. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I obey your word. You are good, and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. Verse 73 and 74. Same psalm, Psalm 119. Your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. May those who fear you rejoice when they see me, for I put my hope in your word. Verse 105 through 106, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it, that I will follow your righteous laws. So here's what we're doing. We're asking God for the same type of godly sorrow and repentance. But on Psalm 119, here's the question for you. If any of those verses don't reflect where your heart is right now after applying the first five anchors of hope to your life, you may not be in the best place to apply anchor six to your life. And you may have to start over. Because that's after living out the first five anchors of hope, every single one of those words found in Psalm 119 should be a reflection of where your heart is today. And if that's true... And if it is, and you're, and if there's something in your life that you need to repent of, Psalm 51, a prayer, prayer of repentance that David prayed, is a prayer for you to pray. And that's included in this lesson. And it says this, verse 1 through 12. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful as at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I'll be clean. Wash me, and I'll be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness, and let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. What a great prayer. And ask God to remind you of just how much you've been forgiven in Psalm 130, which says, If you, Lord kept the record of sins, Lord, who could stand? 
but with you there is forgiveness so that we can, with reverence, serve you. And ask God to help you get honest about your past. I love what it says in Isaiah 43. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgression, transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together and state the case for your innocence. And then ask God to give you the desire to have that same kind of honesty with yourself, with others, and with him. See, in 1 John 1, it says this. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. And then we ask God to help you be honest about any sin in your life that slows you down and trips you up so that you'll be able to run the race well and keep your eyes on Jesus. That's the key, keeping your eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12.1 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So this is setting you up to have your greatest encounter with the Holy Spirit and the God of the universe that loves you as you continually get honest with him and allow him to rip out the root issues of your life. Thanks for tuning in.